Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and salam. The lake of iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan broadcast. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, and I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, coast most Gulf Coast of Texas. It's my pride and privilege to be doing so, so thank each and every one of you. Tuning in, listeners new and old, most sincerely, thank you all those have supported, either currently or throughout the years. We have been on, we are entering our fourth year, so we thank you and appreciate every single one of you. We're going to be jumping right into the old Noasis County Courthouse. The most haunted real estate in Corpus Christi, Texas. This is by far an actively haunted, heavily invested with poltergeist. Tons of poltergeist activity, tons of kinetic activity. We're talking objects being thrown, levitated, shadow beings, apparitions, hazy smoke-like forms emanating from nowhere and disappearing into the walls, etc., We're talking full beings being seen in windows at night from cars traveling from the adjacent freeway. We're talking about the city gating it off and keeping away people because of the danger that the residents, uh, the, the real estate itself has as it crumbles and decays and is neglected, relegated to limbo. As far as the current status of the building is, it was both bought privately, but at the same time, as of 2023, has neither been renovated nor demolished. I have been in this building once in my life as a young man. I returned from college and was hanging out with my friends who were of the craze at the time, this being 2006, of ghost hunting spiritualism for dummies as well as for the common person to grasp the etheric and the exotic great beyond and thus being freshman enthusiasm as well as peer pressure found us traveling to downtown all in one vehicle like we always did like young people love to do. Then sneaking into an open window. And exploring the old Oasis County Courthouse for ourselves. And while I did not know the history of it then, I am here to share with you now 
the gravity of such a trespass into such hallowed grounds. Grounds that had seen so much horror in their history. And if those walls could talk, undoubtedly they'd let out a blood chilling scream. Old Noasis County Courthouse. The haunted halls of the old Noasis County Courthouse are abandoned to a future of uncertainty. This historic building is a century old, slightly more, perhaps, within the lost spirits who walk her halls. Once the primary landmark to grace the Corpus Christi Bayfront, the stately Nueces County Courthouse was a crowning architectural achievement in the early 1900s, a symbol of law and justice in a wild and woolly coastal frontier with a history of rough and tough times down through the years. The city itself, said to be founded by pirates who came ashore to camp and hunt, and in so doing ushered in an era of exploration and discovery in a new world, has played an important role as a frontier in the birth of a first republic and then as a significant and strategic Gulf seaport that helped to form the state of Texas and a nation. It shouldn't seem surprising that the history has a way of lingering. It lingers well in textbooks and more so from leftover stories and tales from the days of ancient cliff dwellers, curious conquistadors, uncertain settlers, cattle barons, cowboys, soldiers, and their famous generals, prophetic preachers, poets, hurricane survivors, and Indian chiefs. But like a voice in the wilderness, some tales can be heard in hushed and shadowed tomes more than they can be visualized. For they have no physical form, but like a brief puff of formless cloud or a wavering reflection seen behind us as we stand before a mirror, they speak to places deeply hidden inside each of us and tell myriad tales of spirits lost and gone but fluttering gently just out of sight, hinting at the ghostly imprinted memories of days long past somewhere deep in the recesses of our imaginative minds. Completed in 1914, the now-abandoned courthouse was not the first for Nueces County, Corpus Christi. Founded around 1838, was a trading post, has a rich history associated with its coastal geography, and a rough and rowdy one as well. In its earliest days, it was a mustering spot for Texas forces in their fight for independence against Mexican general and dictator Santa Ana, and later the reception camp for U.S. general and future president of the United States of America, Zachary Taylor, and his American invasion forces at the buildup of the Mexican-American War. The strategic location of the Gulfport city has influenced both its growth and success from the early days when immigrants from around the world filtered into the Texas frontier to the later oil boom days of the 20th century that brought fame and prosperity to the city that was and remains a player in the emerging oil energy industry. The once wild and frequent way raids from organized and renegade Comanche, brazen outlaws and Mexican banditos from the adjacent South Texas frontier, life in the Corpus Christi was in need of a driving force of law and order and found it through a number of brave and bold lawmen, including local sheriffs and famous Texas Rangers who helped to finally win a lasting peace. Partnering in their contribution to law and order was a solid foundation made possible by a strong and determined local court system. 
and by the late 1840s and early 1850s, plans were underway to construct the first of four county courthouses that have served the country. But in spite of the more modern courthouses that now serve the community, the standing symbol of justice for many of the coastal frontier remains the same. The older stoic building, which is now nearly in ruins. It dominates the background view of a modern bayfront drive that fronts the city's beautiful skyline. Completely surrounded by a chain-link fence, more to keep people away from the falling-down six-story buildings and to constrain its historical memories, the former courthouse sits a few blocks off the city's seawall, shattered now by the freeway bridge that crosses over the ship channel behind it and fronted by a modern federal courthouse facility that graces the waterfront to the east. Nearby, and in contrast, however, is a growing section of the city's old town, Heritage Park, a four-square block area where some of the oldest homes of the city have been restored and turned into a public gathering area for events and festivals. A few more blocks away is the bustling port facility, a modern convention center and performing arts theater and art and science and history museums and a public water garden. Yet it is this mumbling a mix of the old and the new that provides the unique yet stark contrast to the northern reach of the downtown area, a park-like zone that seems out of place in the same neighborhood as the crumbling, deteriorating state of a building that, knows, that not so long ago closed its doors to local history to become a fading memory of the past. With its ghostly and fading physical structure, it looks like a shadow on a bright day that generates its own form of shade and mystery that seem to ever look, look there strangely in a world where it no longer belongs. On a quiet night, while standing in the neighborhood that surrounds the ghostly building, you can hear it, that former history. Through the rustle of the wind, through the tall palm trees overhead, are the eerie whistling of the bay breeze wrapping its way around the old and fragmented concrete corners of the lost and lonely building. The old courthouse was officially retired in 1977 with the completion of the new facility a few miles away. But because of a rich local history, the community and its many leaders since have been faced with the controversy of what to do about the old building. So rich in history, yet in need of so many costly improvements just to remain a sound and stable building, it has suffered from disuse and abandonment and is in desperate need of capital improvements beyond financial practicality. In spite of local efforts, those funds will not come. Troubled in the pursuing years as an area where the homeless would congregate until the city's emphasis on reconstruction and improvement were launched a few years back, the area had become an airy block of a Neverland quality where only the daring wandered on a moonlit night or on a day when a rare north wind brought in the ominous clouds of the north. Inside the old courthouse still stand the gallows built in two cells on the top floor, never used but long reminder of the strong almost, which is not true by the way. They were used. There were people who were hung inside the courthouse. There were many criminals that were hung inside the courthouse. This article is incorrect about that. Executions were performed on prisoners convicted in the courthouse. When the state had traded its gallows for electric chairs that are no longer in the building. There you go. But they did hang people in the gallows as well. But they also killed people in electric chairs.
In the basement of the old courthouse, however, tragedy stuck early in the years of the building when a powerful hurricane stormed the Texas coast in 1919, leaving the city in shambles. So many were the bodies of the unliving victims of the wind and rain that they were piled in the basement until flood waters receded. It is said that hundreds of residents across the city who converged on the city's tallest and strongest building shared the space with the dead under the most horrid conditions of survival imaginable. It wasn't the only tragic deaths associated with the city and its former courthouses. One of the worst to assail the community was the widespread death and devastation brought on by yellow fever that swept through the streets. More than once, early courthouses and public buildings were emptied and abandoned because of tribulation. During the yellow fever years, it was the sickness and disease that shuttered the doors, but early it was because of U.S. naval bombardment of the city that wrecked havoc during the tumultuous days of the Civil War. For now, as the old building waits for destruction, it is simply an eerie place. There are stories that abound of chilling voices and screams that can be heard from the street below, of faces peering between planks of boarded windows and the glimmer of ghostly lights that can be seen sometimes late at night. On numerous occasions, the South Texas Paranormal Society has been allowed access to the abandoned building under careful guard and the research has uncovered a number of ghostly experiences. You can read more about it. This today, on the very spot where explorers and pirates once camped, the abandoned and crumbling courthouse is called by many a constant and outdated eyesore, while others, more enriched and entrenched in the origins of the unique community, charge it as a bastion of living local history, a dying landmark that has little hope of surviving the economic limitations and progress of a vibrant city. For the time being, however, especially in the fall of the year when relief from the summer topics reaches the central coast of Texas, the airiness of the old courthouse can still be experienced with a drive-by or a walk-by, especially just past sunset as the darkness of night glides across the shoreline from across the bay, or when an ill wind blows from the north. If you cannot see the spirits of the past roam the halls and lawns of the old courthouse in Corpus Christi, surely you should feel a chill that, re- that will run down your spine as a sign of their presence are passing. Here are some old courthouse stories. Nueces County was six years old in 1853 when the court county commissioners decided to build a courthouse. They had been meeting in each other's homes before. The job of designing a building was given to Felix von Blucher, a surveyor and founder of the town. Blucherville which would later become Corpus Christi. The courthouse was built of shellcrete, a cross between adobe and concrete, on three lots on Mesquite Street, bought from H.L. Kinney. The courthouse took three years to build and cost $4,000 U.S., but the plans that called for a jail were left out. The sheriff, with no jail for prisoners, put them up in a boarding house at his own expense or let them go, under supervision. The lack of a jail became an issue when Matt Nolan was sheriff and his brother Tom was deputy. On August 4, 1860, a storekeeper got drunk, started a fight, and was arrested by Sheriff Nolan, who took the man to his home to sleep it off. But the drunk returned to the La Ratima Saloon, where he knifed the owner and in a shootout killed Tom Nolan. The drunk was chased down by townspeople and shot to death. 
The Corpus Christi Ranchero wrote that Nueces County stands in need of one of those institutions known as a jail. A jail bond issue was passed by five votes, but the Civil War intervened before its construction. The courthouse deserted. Meetings on whether Nueces County should vote to succeed were held in the courthouse. A leading spokesman against succession was the fiery red-whiskered judge Edmund J. Davis, who would become the most hated governor in Texas history. The county voted 142 for 42 in favor of succession. At the onset of war, a ceremony was held on the steps of the courthouse. A Confederate flag made of silk and sewn by young ladies in town was presented to the Corpus Christi Light Infantry by Mary Wasner, called the prettiest girl in town. She would later marry the officer who accepted the flag, William Rather. When Union gunboats shelled the city, the courthouse sat deserted. County officials had evacuated to Santa Margarita, a ferry crossing on the Nueces River near today's Cal Allen. After the war, when the yellow fever epidemic hit in 1867, the courthouse became the only center of local government for the county and the city. A majority of city council members died of the fever, which led county commissioners to assume control of the city affairs. Their first act was to try to improve the terrible condition of city streets. They divided the town into five districts and appointed a road overseer in charge of each district. Able-bodied men were forced to work as road hands under the overseers. What was called a jail, but was really an iron lockup, was added to the upper floor of the courthouse. It was needed in those violent days. In May 1874, four men were killed in a raid on a one-store community called Penascal on Baffin Bay. Two of the men caught by a posse were brought to Corpus Christi for trial. They were convicted of the crime and hanged on Friday, August 7th. The gallows were built extending from the second floor balcony of the courthouse. These were the first officially sanctioned hangings in Nueces County. The county in the 1870s outgrew its first courthouse. The new courthouse was built of concrete blocks with a wooden front next to the old structure. It was called the Holub Courthouse, named after the engineer who designed it. The Hollop Courthouse, finished in 1875, cost $15,000 U.S. to build. The old and new courthouses stood side by side on the north end of the courthouse block, facing east on Mesquite with Belden Street to the north. The old courthouse was used as a jury room and offices for county officials. In the middle of the ropes boom, in 1892, the county built a fancy new jail next to the first courthouse. A scaffolding was erected behind the jail for hangings. After more than three decades, the Hollop Courthouse was too small for the growing county, and in 1913, voters approved a $250,000 bond issue for a new courthouse. County officials traveled the state looking for a courthouse before they settled on a design. Death Cells The county's third courthouse was built south of the three older structures, which were torn down. The 1914 courthouse, six stories high and built of brick and stone, was meant to create a sense of awe. It became a showpiece of South Texas. People came from all over to look at it. It was an ultra-modern building in every way. The county even switched to typewriters to record official records. Two cells with gallows and a trapdoor for hangings were built in the 1914 courthouse, but they were never used. The state took over the responsibility of carrying out executions. 
Five years after it was built, the most dramatic events in the history of this building occurred when the 1919 storm hit. The courthouse became a refuge for those caught between the safety of the high bluff and the raging storm surge crashing in from the gulf. As the tidal wave flooded downtown Corpus Christi, carrying away houses and stores, people tried to make it to a courthouse for refuge. As wind-driven rain stung their faces, men at the courthouse formed a human chain that stretched across Bilden Street, where people were trying to swim to the courthouse for safety. Some 2,500 people rode out the storm on the upper floors of the building. Morgue in the Basement After the storm water subsided, the basement of the courthouse became a morgue. Lucy Caldwell, a teacher from Terrell, wrote an account of the storm in a letter to her mother. She visited the courthouse basement where bodies were lined up in rows and oh the condition they were in. She says, quote, Arms and legs and heads almost severed, all the hair gone, swollen beyond description, and black from oil, hair entangled with seaweed, then bodies so mutilated that identification was impossible. In spirits of the dead should hover around the scenes of great tragedy, what a horde of restless spirits must wonder, the vacant corridors of the old courthouse. Before the storm, the 1914 courthouse dominated the north end of town. After the storm, it stood virtually alone in a scene of desolation all around it. It was clearly built to last. Like the people it sheltered during the city's worst storm in history, this massive old building is a survivor. that is the history of the old Nueces County Courthouse. And if you're ever in Corpus Christi, definitely take the time, even if it's just to drive by, to witness it for yourself. Because it's truly the most haunted real estate in Corpus Christi. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Salam alaikum, iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you, each and every one of you. Out there in dreamland. God bless you and your families. Peace out.